welcome back. Welcome back to the Moss Fino Please podcast. I'm sorry it has been a minute. I have been away, but I'm back in your headphones, on your speakers, to give you a little more wine content on the airwaves. Today's episode is actually a bonus episode. It is an episode that I recorded with my friends Andy and Isamu of Wonderwork. It is kind of like an addition to last episode, which if you haven't already listened to it, please go back, give it a listen, give it a like, give it a subscribe, a reshare, whatever. Interact with it, boost it, we love that. Um, But also listen to it so you get a little bit of context about what we're talking about and who they are if you don't already know them. And we are going to have a really interesting episode today. So last we spoke, you and I, um, I was telling you that I had just launched Como La Flor, my collaboration wine with Andy and Isamu of Wonderwork. Mas Vino Please X Wonderwork collab. Um, Como La Flor launched on October 20th and then it almost immediately sold out. That was fucking awesome. So I think when I first originally recorded the intro to the last episode, we only had like 15 bottles left or something. Um, but yeah, we sold out ASAP. So that was really freaking cool and really exciting. And I'm thank you. Like, I'm so honored that so many people supported and purchased and helped sell out that wine. It was a super limited run. We only had 25 cases. So like 250 bottles total, um, which I mean, I guess in wine world isn't a ton, but 250 bottles of Comola Flor got sold. Like that's crazy to me. I love it. Oh my God. So cool. So I wanted to treat you all to an episode that kind of gave a little backstory about Comola Flor, um, the wine, the collaboration, and then also have a special segment where Andy and Isamu and I actually live blended um, the first trials of the wine on the podcast. So you'll get a chance to actually listen to the process. I think it's a really interesting, this is going to be a really interesting episode for those who are interested in the winemaking process and that are also interested in how this collaboration even came to be. Um, As you know, this is kind of like a new, it's not a new form of wine, but it's definitely not a wine that we have seen a lot of in the past. And I'll get into that in a little bit, but, um, you know, I think there's a lot of innovation happening in the wine space. And I think we're going to start seeing more really interesting and unique ways of intervention happening in wine that kind of push the boundaries of what we think natural wine should and could be. So I'm super excited to get into it. Um, But to start, let me give you guys a little context and a little background on how this collaboration even came to be. Um, So as you know, Andy and Isamu are good friends of mine, um, just through wine over the last couple of years, I've gotten to know them and I feel like we really align in a lot of ways when it comes to wine and what we think wine should be and the types of people that we want to share wine with. And just like, we, I feel like we just all are on the same vibe. And I feel like that's why 
our friendship and our connection has come so easily and like so I just made sense just made sense also they were one of the first wines that really popped off on my TikTok so you know they're kind of like part of my OG wine lineup on TikTok and my TikTok videos um but yeah so this wine has kind of been in the not kind of it has it's been in the works for about a year a little more and um, I think about this time last year, Andy reached out, I'm sorry, Isamu reached out to me and was like, yo, we are kind of cooking things up in the winery. We've got some crazy ideas. We got some cool things going on. Would you want to be a part of a collab with us? And I was like, fuck yeah, dude, like that, of course. Like what? I didn't even like have to think about it. I was like, are you kidding? If there was anyone I wanted to collab with, obviamente it was going to be with Wonderwork. I was like that, yeah, like, duh. Okay, so I was like, tell me more. And they had been working on this really unique blend of the uh, Carbonic Carignan and Montepulciano. They were like, we're testing it out. So far, everything's looking great. Like, let's do something. And so they had this fabulous wine. The wine, um, just a little recap, for those of you who maybe already have your wines and you've sipped it um, or haven't tried the wine before. Um, this wine is a 50-50 blend of Montepulciano and Old Vine Carbonic Carignan. Old Vine, meaning these vines were planted 140 years ago. 140 years ago. Carignan from Northern California. That shit is old, okay? So that's like real California terroir, real California vibes. I mean, this has been around for a long time. So, and we had already been kind of talking about different themes for the wine and motifs that we would want to involve in the branding because that was the aspect that I really wanted to like lean into. Obviously, I am not a winemaker. Andy and Isamu are the winemakers. And I was like, I want to help create a wine that really speaks to both of our brands visually and obviously, of course, as well as taste. And so, you know, this wine was super sultry, super, dare I say, Moss Vino, please vibes. Um, But we were talking about roses a lot. As you know, roses are a really big theme in my life and in my branding personally and just in general. Um, I have a lot of uh, personal connection to roses with my family. And so we were tossing that idea around and the guys were like, we should create a rose tincture and blend it with the wine. Let's make an aromatized wine. Now, aromatized wines, for those who don't know, are similar to a fortified wine. A fortified wine is a wine that is uh, blended with a spirit in order to give it a little bit more of an oomph, I guess is the best way that I can explain it. It's higher in alcohol. You might see this more in like a port or a sherry, um, brandies and vermouths, they all kind of like fall under that category. Um, Typically, you know, the spirit has some kind of like botanical or something like that. An aromatized wine is a similar concept, except it is blended with another wine that imparts that sort of added flavor profile, whether it is, you know, another like a floral, a botanical, um, spices, herbs, things like that. So we were like, okay, let's, you can get a rose geranium. Rose geranium offers a very similar 
flavor profile and smell to fresh rose. And so Andy being the genius that he is figured out a way to make a tincture that we were able to blend with the wine and create this really beautiful and really unique wine that when you first smell it, smells like a bouquet of fresh cut roses. It's gorgeous. And then you sip it and you don't get hit with this perfumey sort of feel. It actually dissipates really smoothly into this really delicious sort of dark fruit and spice flavor that is kind of known in the world of Carignan and and Montepulciano. And so for that reason, I was, you know, super excited to share this wine with you all because it's something that not only shows the innovation and the skill level that Wonderwork has, but also I feel like brings you something really fresh and really unique that I think you're not going to have in other wines. I think there's not many other folks doing similar things like that right now in natural wine. I'm starting to see it a little bit more, which is really exciting because I feel like people are starting to innovate within the natural wine space and they're starting to really lean into new ways that they can create something unique for the consumer that also answers a lot of the sort of concerns or addresses a lot of the concerns that climate change is showing us, right? So this kind of goes back to like the idea of fruit wines and things like that, but also finding wines that it can be made with botanicals, that can be made with flowers, that can be, you know, we could use herbs and all these different things that the earth is providing us using natural ingredients and natural processes. And Isamu talked about this in the episode before, but you know, natural wines using zero intervention is a pretty dogmatic and strong way to describe a natural wine. You can still create natural wines with, by intervening into the process and using natural processes and natural ingredients to create something really exciting and really fun and different. And so that's kind of what this wine sort of is about. Uh, Andy and Isamu haven't released any wine like this in the past. They've done other wines with other fruits um, and other, you know, juices and things like that. But this was the first time they used a botanical. And so I'm really excited to have been a part of that sort of growing moment with them and their label and the way they make wine and kind of shows like there's a lot more to explore when it comes to wine. So I'm super excited for that and for them to kind of like keep going on that journey and finding new ways to do that. Um, but yeah, and so, oh, so Como La Flor, we, okay, so we decided let's blend it with this beautiful rose geranium. We were already toying around with the ideas of names and like Selena is an icon, obviously. For me, for them, I think for LA, she wasn't from LA, but you know, being an Angelino, it's, you just, you know, you grow up with Selena, especially if you're a child of the 90s, like I was. So, that was just like an immediate like fuck yes like como la flor iconic song for an iconic wine for iconic people let's fucking do it and then the label was designed by their label designer anton who's done a couple of their other labels before um especially you know the most the, the best known being free your mind 
for your body and for your soul. He's an incredible graphic designer and artist, and he helped kind of bring to light this, he helped bring to life this, um, label that I really wanted. I wanted to show a rose. I wanted to show this sort of like vintage character with it. Roses for me are really special and really important because my family, um, grew roses back in Colombia for a very long time. Um, I have a rose tattoo on my arm that is actually, it's supposed to be my grandmother holding a rose. It's her hand. And, um, yeah, it just is really woven pretty personal for me, the name and, and the fact that we're using this sort of flavor profile. It's just been a part of my like life for so long. My dad imported roses into the United States when he first came to America. He started a company that worked in the, he worked in the flower mart. They would import roses. So I grew up all around roses. That was my first job. I was nine years old and I was working with my dad in the flower mart, which funnily enough, I live next door to you now, which is just crazy that life is so full circle like that. Um, but yeah, so that's a little bit about Como La Flor, the backstory, how it all came to be. I'm really excited for future things to come, um, for me and for Wonderwork, and hopefully we've got a little more for you guys in the near future. So this next segment of the episode is us live blending. So we kept the microphones rolling and Andy and Isamu helped kind of show me the way that, um, you have to sort of measure out and it's, it's very scientific. It's a very specific, precise process. He has a lot of tools that were, look like we were in a lab and I didn't know how to use them obviously. Um, but he, he showed us and it was really, really cool. And it was the first time we were tasting the wine with this rose geranium. And so it was a really special, really cool moment to kind of see the way that that can evolve. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this very exclusive sneak peek into the Coma La Flor process. So we're starting with a Carignan Multiple Chiano blend that we made this year. Only one barrel of this wine was made. And I'm gonna give all of our labware a tiny rinse in addition to giving us all a small taste of this to get started with. Do we all have a little taste? Yeah. Thank you. Cheers. So what do y'all taste in the wine? I feel like dried for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna like dried fruit, dried, maybe like dried herbs. I'm getting a little bit of black pepper, some um, 
currants, mm-hmm. dried. Yeah, currants. There's a black the, fruit, blackberry, black. Fruit. Mm-hmm. I'm getting blackberry. Yeah. The There's first time a, I had it, I really noticed plum. Plum. Like black plum. Yeah. Plum is really good. Because it has a tartness. Yeah. Yeah. It um it has a dusty sort of almost graphite pencil shaving thing to it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, some really bright red fruit. It's not a raspberry, but it has some of that tone. Um, I think it's a great structural foundation for rose without actually really having rose itself. So this mm-hmm. is where we yeah. come in and we say, yeah, yo, yeah. wouldn't you feel great with a bouquet of rose in your hand? Yeah. yeah. So this is what we're here to do. And we're working with rose geranium, which is not rose itself it's this plant that just happens to smell and taste exactly like rose and Mm -hmm. like turkish delight and actually i found it in um, i've never seen it in a a food product before but i saw it in a fig uh syrup that my friend just gave me coming back from greece and the ingredients are literally figs honey rose comma rose geranium so that uh, we're not the first people to use this, <laughs> but it, it does feel comfortable having uh, peers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we've done is we've done a tincture of rose geranium and grain alcohol. And uh, then I have also distilled that tincture to make a geist, what is essentially a geist is like taking a tincture, which is something macerated in alcohol and then doing a very simple distillation of it. it it's similar to a process of making essential oil, but, uh, it differs in that we're still working in an alcohol medium. Uh, so we're gonna take very small addition rates. We're probably talking in terms of parts per million of uh, rose geranium tincture addition. And a part per million we think of as one milligram per liter or one milliliter per liter. Uh, so really, really small amounts here. And I'm gonna mix this up in a beaker. One millimeter. One milligram or oh. milliliter per liter. So one part per million means like if I do one drop of oil, mm-hmm. one milliliter of oil in one liter of water, that is one part per million olive oil okay. solution in water. Now those wouldn't mix, so it's actually a really bad example, but we get the point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cool. So I have really no idea where to start here. Did we have any notes on rose geranium? I did take notes on this. So 250 microliter. So we're actually going to start at one part per million. How about that? Okay. So this device will like micropipetter. So as I turn the dial here, it gives me a number there. Mm-hmm. And this is in microliters. So if I go up to a thousand, that's one milliliter. So I'm at one quarter of a milliliter and uh, I'm going to top it up to 250 mils. I'm not realizing that's way too much to be preparing right now. So let's knock it down to, wait, 250 would be 250. So let's go 175. 100. Okay, and 100 mils. So this is a ratio of? A ratio of rose geranium tincture to wine. So we've knocked up one part per million here. What do you think? I want to know what y'all think first. Do you get it? Can you smell it? I feel like I need a side by side. Little. I was gonna say that too. 
I don't think I, I don't think I like smell it. Uh-huh. And I don't think I taste and do it. Do you taste it? No, I don't either. But I, I notice like a slight difference. It's slightly different. Do you want coffee? It feels. Um, Will that help like refresh the? Yeah, that's smart. If you got coffee in a dish, yeah. one it's one like, technique. I have beans, not ground. Yeah, exactly. Whole beans are perfect. One technique we use in in advanced sensory is to either smell your arm hair, which now I'm realizing sounds really grotesque, uh, or uh, perhaps a petri dish of um, of coffee beans. And yeah, you don't even have to really take them out per se, but it would be good for us to have separate dishes. The idea is these different smells, either the smell of your own skin, again, this is really weird, <laughs> or the smell of coffee uh, sort of resets your, your olfaction, your, your sense of smell. So let's take it up to 10 parts per million. These are sort of massively different concentrations, but the idea here is to settle in in the general universe or the general solar system, if you will, of our concentration of choice. Lovely. For me, I'm still struggling to find it here. We need to go to 100 parts per million, in my opinion. I'm starting to notice it. I notice it, but like... Why are you doing this instead of the guy? Because we've now moved uh, beyond the scale of the micropipette. The micropipette can only do one milliliter, and uh, we need to do uh, 10 milliliters now. But this guy's different than the tincture? This is not the... I'm on the tincture still. Oh, you've only done the tincture, not the guy's Correct. Time. Yeah, the, t the tincture is the more uh, reasonable, natural uh, preparation, in my opinion. Gotcha. Was you have your glass? Oh, she's strong. There it is. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's good. Good. I got a lot of. I got. Well, it's maybe just like a strong whiff of. It's quite perfume, right? The, no, of the the booze. Now at this addition rate, the actual contribution of extra alcohol is uh, insignificant. We're not actually going to be raising the alcohol content here. You're definitely getting the... Oh, yeah, there it is. That's nice. Maybe a little too much, but it's nice. It's too much, for sure, I think. And maybe so, we are raising the alcohol I'm getting... Bit. It's possible. I don't know if I taste the alcohol. Like, I don't know if it's raising it, mm. but I smell the alcohol like in the... I smell it too. I think I misspoke. Yeah. I think we are raising the alcohol, for sure. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so this is too much. Yeah. I think we want to dial it back. So that was how much? That was 100 parts. And yeah, the we went from to 10 to 100 parts, so where do you think we might go next? 50? Exactly, right in between. Yeah, that's... And giving we, me, this is giving me perfume. Yeah. And if we discover Grandma's that perfume. Look, the alcohol <laughs> contribution is too strong here, and we need to yeah. make something that's a more concentrated tincture, <laughs> then we can make a more concentrated tincture. We can add no more rose geranium <laughs> to the alcohol, and that way we're not adding as much alcohol. Another route that we can go here is to make a hydrosol of rose geranium. Hmm. That's not going to confer the same flavor. Wait, what is it? You said a hydrosol? The hydrosol is the byproduct of essential oil production. Oh. We could go that route, but it's going to be a completely different preparation. Can you consume like essential oils like that? Essential oils, generally, you don't want to. It's like really murky, which mm -hmm. ones are therapeutic grade right. and if that's still consumable. 
the hydrosol, so essential oils are made by steam distillation. So you, for instance, take mint and put it in water and then you distill that mint water. Mm -hmm. uh, you collect the oil that floats on the top of the distillate as mint essential oil. The water that comes through the still that you separate the essential oil away is the hydrosol. So it's everything from that distillation that is dissolved uh, in water rather than in oil. So it's the inverse, essentially, of an essential oil. I don't recommend drinking essential oil. Yeah, it's no. probably <laughs> bad yeah. for you. Um, okay, so halfway in between. So we want a uh, five mil. Voila. Adam just messaged us and what do we think? Do you have a little more? This. This I love. This is 50. <laughs> this is 50. This, this is, is good. half the 100. Yeah, this is exactly. I'm still getting a lot of geranium. I think it's still a little on the strong side. I was going to say, I'm, I'm just thinking of people again. who are really sensitive to like those perfumey flavors. For sure. But it's yeah. just so, it's, I still like it because you want it to be a little prominent. You want it to be noticeable. You want them to know yeah. like, oh, this is like has a rose. I think as long as you get it on the nose, but you don't taste it in the mouth as prominently, you're good because you get it on yeah, the nose, which is that's what you the want, part for and then sure. the mouth will still tastes like the wine. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Because like I, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm, everything else. I'm like eating like a like up. a violet candy, oh, yeah. or like a rose candy. I would say do thirty. See what happens. Mm -hmm. So what percentage this would it be? Five. What? This is five percent. This what we what you just poured is five percent. Exactly. So we would want like what? Three percent. Maybe four percent. So okay. next up, let's go halfway in between the end. I actually want to do what do we think? It actually makes the the red fruit more mm -hmm. red. That integrates, I don't pick it out by itself. Yeah. But I find it in the context of the wine. It's more as if the wine had this character on its own. And that's 25? Yeah. It's 2.5% volume over volume. Um, so we're obviously running out of wine here. And there's going to be a second bench trial required. That's normal. But I think that we are... What do you all think? Is this in the right realm? I think between... I think if you got a 2.7, it'd be nice. What do you 2. think? 2.7. What do you think? Yeah, I could see it being just like slightly lifted. Like I was going to say three. So you would do slightly more than this? Just a little bit more. Cool. I'd just, like to, I'd like so to try them. Just so it nose a little bit stronger. I feel like almost, yeah, I'd like to try them like side by side, like a 2.5 and then something a little bit higher For just sure. to know. I think the next time that we do this, I'm going to mock up um, uh, samples of like four levels and then a control with nothing mm -hmm. and then we put them all in glasses side by side and we all taste that when are we gonna that's do that? honing in <laughs> oh we'll have to find the time i mean we're also gonna have to make more tincture frankly mm. so yeah this is a this is a project there there's there gonna be time? more stuff yeah yeah okay. i'm gonna need to go get that uh, geranium but it's in riverside it's a day trip no problem um but this is great so two and a half percent and we want to go slightly higher. I think we've got one more shot here to do another level. Um, 2.7, you think? 2.7, yeah. Maybe 2.7, because I almost feel like 2.5 is good. And maybe... But let's just see if 2.7 is a little too much. <laughs> so 2.7%, what do we think? I actually really like that. I'm getting a little bit sweeter. Yeah. 
vibes than I was maybe before. That dried fruit is opening up into yeah. full fruit. More like ripe fruit. Yeah. Kind of. I do think I do feel like we're raising the alcohol level a little bit, especially in trying all of these. The good news yeah. that the is that the Carignan and the Multiple Chano are the two lowest alcohol reds in our in our repertoire. So, I think we are going from we harvested both of those at like twenty and a half bricks. The alcohol on them is going to be about twelve point three. Um, so that was a twelve. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a, a twelve point three wine. Yeah, and then there's this. no chance that we're knocking it up over thirteen. So it is going to be uh, elevated from Fuller. from its base state um, as a result of working with the tincture at this rate. But actually, we can do the the math right here. I mean, that's eighty proof. Um, so, I do, um, I definitely. And that's what the next stage is. is I definitely smell it more. Yeah, I I think that's a sweet spot. My guess is that's going to be a sweet spot. We evaluate that more when we get into the next round where we demo 2.4, 2.5, 2.6, 2.7, 2.8 next to a control. Yeah. And that's when, and that's literally called sweet spotting. And that's when you dial in your precise dosage. Um, but this is perfect. This is what we needed to accomplish today. We weren't setting out to get the exact addition rate. But we got the range. We haven't yet evaluated the difference between this and that because we don't have enough wine product to evaluate it. I do want to try it um, with the Geist, and that's something that we'll evaluate at the next stage too. But this is the simpler path, the more natural path. This is getting really far out there, even if it is a more pure expression of a certain... Uh, aroma. You were using that one? Yeah, we've been using the direct tincture all, all in all. So it's um, like a geranium tea with yeah, boost. It's a geranium alcohol tea. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. Grandma's uh, sipping tea. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so good new, good to know that uh, we need to go out and source more rose geranium. Imagine it's going to be chilled and someone pours it and as it warms up, right. that rose is going to rise even more out of that glass. Right. And so then be like it's almost like it's so noticeably it's noticeably rose yeah to the extent that like you never smell a wine that smells like that definitely i, I mean i have it so therefore it's incredibly unique but that doesn't taste like you're drinking rose water yeah mm -hmm. it tastes like you're drinking delicious red wine yeah and that's just gonna like blow people's minds because they're gonna be like no i get the rose part i get the comola floor i get the, the label i get the, all that stuff but when I taste it, I'm not being overpowered with X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Right. It's still a, a delicious, slightly chilled red. Right, like right. I have with anything. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for being Thank on my podcast. We have to do a sign-off. Oh, yeah, we I have it. so much. Yeah, <laughs> oh, what, you ask us, like, what we... Oh! Those are questions, right? The rapid oh, fire. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, forgot yeah. about that. Thanks for reminding me. Cool, cool. Okay. To you, rapid fire. All right. Quick, we'll do it quickly. You guys can work on this as a team or individually. Cool. Whatever you Let's prefer. Let's alternate. Okay. I take one, you take one. Yeah. All right, question number one. First. Um, who is your ultimate wine drinking partner? You can't say yourself. Like, you can't say each other. Man. So individual answers, but not each other. What? Who's your number one? My dad. That's good. Um, Willie Nelson. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Very good, very Sorry, good. Dad. <laughs> very good. All right. If 
Dolly Parton was a wine, which wine would she be? Of ours that we make? Sure. Or, or any wine. This is not a rapid fire question. <laughs> it's not a rapid fire answer. Damn, that's a thinker. That's a thinker, yeah. I think she would be the 2022 vintage of for your body. With a little bit of Gewurz or Muscat on there. Don't you think? <clears throat> I can see that, that bright, that blue, the light blue with the blonde, peachy kind of vibes. That's her color scheme for sure. Yeah. Giorgio. I think, yeah, or Sparkling Riesling. Oh. Yeah. Giorgio. Yeah. She's I, I thought just, that was my first thought, actually. She's all-encompassing, pleases everybody. You're coming to the table for a number of reasons, and Pepe, Giorgio is the upbeat, answer. Can, uh, you know, great retorts. Yeah. And if you don't like Dolly, don't don't bother messing with us. Yeah, just yeah. fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, last question. Mary, fuck, kill... Muscat, Sangio, mm -hmm. <laughs> Mission Grape, uh, Kill Mission, kill Mary Sangio, Fuck Muscat. Fuck Honestly, I think we're both super Sangio heads. Yeah, uh, Sangio. you know that's the my my together forever is Sangio Basi for sure. Yeah. Have you and guys tried the the Hidden Society Sangio? Uh, yeah, I, I know I know what it is, but I haven't tried it. It was good. I have well, I have the Malvasia. Malvasia? Malvasia? Mal <laughs> how come I never know how to fucking Mal pronounce Malvasia it? Malvasia is how we know it. Um, Malvasia. You, you, asked, okay. you asked the same question to a previous guest, and Mission just gets rained on, right? Everybody wants to murder Mission. I like a Mission grape. It's a great wine when you can make it What's, well. Wait, it's is hard, Dolcetto it's the same? No. Dolcetto? No, no, it's Dolcetto, different? Dolcetto has uh, bones and, and structure. Mission is... Anemic. Uh, Mission's like technically a table grape. Yeah. Um, it's really low in acid, usually. Sometimes you can find some old fine mission that isn't for whatever reason. But most importantly, it's it's low in uh, nitrogen, typically. And what's yeah. called yeast assimilable nitrogen makes it really hard to ferment. Very little nutrient available oh, for the kitty, for the uh, finished wine, for the fermenting wine, I should say. Um, yeah, really hard grape to work with. I mean, Mission was planted in the first wave of California viticulture. Some of these vines yeah. have been around too long. Church Some wine. of the farming real, has real fallen wine. apart, and uh, it, it's, it's hard. It's hard, yeah. man. But Sangiovese is like your absolute dream person to be with forever, forever. And Muscat's just like so sexy and wild <laughs> and out there. And I don't know, like sometimes you really want Muscat, and sometimes it's way too trashy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that, that's enough. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for being on the Moss Pino Pod. Thank you for having us. We're Anytime. How are you guys? Future. Thanks for coming on. Anytime. When's Can't the next wait one? for part two, part three, part four of these pods with you guys. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. Come on the floor. Come on the floor. <laughs> you do the little.
as always, thank you for listening to this podcast. If you loved it, follow, give it a like, give it a share, tell your friends about it. You can follow me at at Mosfino, please, on Instagram, on TikTok, on Substack, and of course, on Spotify. Talk to you soon.